God, having my hand, word of, a powerful word of God, <laughs> can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and just tell him you're so glad to see him. Or as Don Baker graciously says, how you doing? Or whatever. <laughs> Sounds like a mob boss or something. How you doing? <laughs> I think of Al Capone every time he says that. You know, how you doing? <laughs> Probably not very good after I finish with you. Any of you ever um, run out of gas in your car? And the stories can vary. I mean... How could that happen? Right? And when it happens to you, you always say, how could that happen? Stupid gas gauge. (laughs) The other day it had more in it than it has on there now. Stories I could tell about myself, but I don't want to digress too far, so... (laughs) But one thing's for sure, we all know that a car will not run very far without fuel. Just won't go. I read somewhere on the internet, it's all true, right, on the internet. I read somewhere on the internet that they're making cars run on water. For $39.99, they will send you the conversion piece that will make that car run on water. Thirty nine ninety five. But even if you have enough fuel, you've got to maintain the car, right? You do. I, a friend of mine, he said um, he has he had a company car, and I said, "Well, how often do they maintain these company cars?" He said, "Well, beats me. I just drive it till it quits, and I just give me another one." Boy, I sure don't want to drive after him in any car. Amen. Now, some of them, you know they've been taken care of, and you'll be glad to buy those cars off of anybody. But you've got to maintain them. And the same is true about us. We need fuel, and we need maintenance. Some need a little more maintenance than others. You ever been labeled as high maintenance? Do you know anybody that's... High maintenance in your life? Don't point fingers this morning. Oh, they're not here. Thank God. Okay, yeah. Culturally, we see a world that doesn't believe in maintenance and refueling, especially of each other. America has the most tired, worn-out people on on the planet. We take less vacation than any other country. We work more per week than anyone else. The average worker in the United States is working 50 hours a week or more. And the results are workmen's comp claims have tripled in the last 20 years. The highest rate of fatal heart attacks, fatal heart attacks happens at 9 a.m. on Monday. 
fatal heart attacks. That's why God devotes more time to explaining the importance of rest in the Ten Commandments than any other commandment. There's only four verses to describe the importance of the Sabbath and rest. But there's only four words to describe others. For instance, you shall not murder. Four words. I mean, you would think that if you're not going to murder, that God should give us a little more explanation. He might want to say something like this, You shall not murder even if the guy's really annoying and he bothers you. <laughs> Another four-letter or four-word uh, commandment, You shall not steal. Now, if I were writing the Bible, or maybe you were writing the Bible, we might include all kinds of additional clauses. You shall not steal unless, of course... You're staying in a very nice hotel and you really like the towels. You shall not steal unless you want to, God wants you, you know that God wants you to be Robin Hood and take those terry cloth robes and get, take from the rich and give to the poor, who is yourself. But when it comes to the Sabbath, God is serious about it. He uses 98 words to talk about Sabbath. Rest. So what is the Sabbath? Most people think it's all day Saturday. Not really. The Sabbath, as defined, was uh, dusk on Friday to dusk on Saturday. That was Sabbath. Based on the Jewish tradition out of Genesis chapter 1, where it says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. God gives a command to rest. Because he rested on the seventh day. Also in Genesis 2. It says, thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his works. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So God himself understood the, the concept of rest. God knew. Was it because he was wore out? Because he was tired? Nope. He knew for us what we were going to be like. He knew how we needed that. Now, if you coach, especially coach football, and you coach football in jinx, there's no rest. Just ask Coach Bryant, Coach Brad. They'll tell you. There's no rest. They're watching film, watching film, watching film, watching film. I think, oh, you should have watched some more film. <laughs> of course, I don't think it had done any good for them to watch any film. You know, sometimes, and it just shows you how life can be, sometimes you can be on top of the world and fall really hard. Sometimes you can be at the bottom of the world and rise very quickly. You know, life's like that, isn't it? Sometimes you think you've got it all, you've got the bull by the horns, you've got it all under control, only to find out you have nothing under control. 
But our God does, doesn't he? So today I want us to explore three or four things. What's the point of the Sabbath? Why do Christians not observe the Sabbath in the same way the Jews uh, do? Why is Sabbath so important to living God's way? And why does your life depend on you observing the Sabbath? And all these questions matter because this command is not given for God's benefit, as I said, but it's given for ours. It's very important. And here's the thing about the Sabbath. Up, up until that moment, when God gave the command for rest, no one had ever come up with that idea before. It was a brand new idea. No one had ever said, hey, we need to take a day off from each week and, during the week and rest. It was a brand new thinking. But Sabbath is about more than just taking a day off. In this day, God shares three important truths. And I want to to share those with you. We're going to start in verse 8 of Exodus 20. It says, remember the Sabbath day to do what? Keep it holy. So, the number one truth I want you to take away today as you start to fill in your blanks in your uh, outline there is Sabbath is about remembering our blessings. How many of you have had some cars in your past that you look back on now and go, why did I ever buy or drive that car? Any of you? Chevy Cavalier. That was mine. I read a story. It caught my eye because it said Chevy Cavalier in the title. So I read this story. I was blown away. This guy had a Chevy Cavalier that he called Cockroach Hotel. And I thought, well, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm still intrigued. I'm really intrigued now. Why would he call it Cockroach Hotel? He said because it was infested with cockroaches. Now, I cannot imagine driving a car that has cockroaches crawling around in the car. I just can't do it. But this guy, was he was young, and he was you know going to college, getting ready to go to college and all that stuff. And he couldn't afford the car. His granddad got him the car. And then you got to wonder about the granddad. It's going to get him a car full of cockroaches. But anyway, never mind. So he decides, before he heads off to college, that he's going to do what... Most people would think to do to get rid of cockroaches, he's going to bomb the car with one of those, you know, bomb, bug bomb things. So he puts it in the car and sets it off. <laughs> and sometime later, he comes back to the car and it appears everything's good to go. So he gets, he starts driving the car around and, you know, getting through high school, getting ready to go to college. And, uh, notice one day he's sitting at a stoplight and the, uh, check engine light was on the dash, but he didn't think anything about it. And he noticed that there was white smoke coming from the car in front of him at the stoplight. And he thought, man, that guy's ridiculous. He ought to get that car checked and quit polluting the air. Well, the light turns green. He steps on the gas pedal, and what does it do? And stops. And the white smoke continued to billow. (laughs) And it finally dawned on him, my cockroach hotel cavalier is the problem. So he gets it to a mechanic, and the mechanic says, uh, did the check light engine ever come on? He goes, well, yeah, things has been on for months. The mechanic says, well, $1,700 from now, you won't have to worry about that light. Because he needed a new engine. He had neglected the maintenance on the car, even though the check... In fact, there are people I have heard who take tape and put it over the... the uh, uh, thing on their uh, uh, speedometer area so they can't see the light anymore when it says check engine. Well, that's a smart move, isn't it? 
Well, we're kind of like that sometimes in our own life. And that's what God does through the Sabbath. It's a reminder. Just like that check engine light's a reminder, the Sabbath is a reminder. We're supposed, Sabbath was supposed to remind the Israelites, and it, re, and, and it should remind us too, but it, should, it reminded them of the redemption from slavery that God brought them from and brought them through. In Deuteronomy 5, it says, Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out, out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. And part of the reason that God wants us to take a Sabbath and take a day off is to remind us of all that God has done for us. You know, some of the best times you can do that is when you're just sitting and resting. Amen? Now, last night was one of those perfect nights to sit on your patio, put a little fire in your fire pit or your chiminea, and just have a cup of coffee and just let the world go by. That was one of those nights. But OSU was playing, and I couldn't get away from the game. They'd go up, they'd go down, they'd go up, they'd go down. I think, I'm tired of this. My heart's palpitating. i got to get out of here. I wanted to use um, Cooper Nunley, our high school quarterback, as my fantasy quarterback this week. He had over 300 yards passing and five touchdowns. Aaron, quickly, how many points is that? Close to 50. <laughs> I've already added up. I'll take it. But, you know, you just... You just got to get away and rest, don't you? And you don't have to go somewhere. Sometimes you just have to get out on the patio and just kind of let it go by. Turn TV off. Turn your phone off. Now, that's, that's hard to turn the phone off, isn't it? Heavenly days, we can't turn the phone off. We might, might miss something. God's children took a day off because they used to be slaves, and God wanted to remind them how they had worked under those brutal conditions and how blessed they are now. Because freedom is such a wonderful thing. Freedom is wonderful. Paid off one of my cars just a week ago. Payments due this week was... Oh, no, we're not going for a new one. No, 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 no. No. Check engine light might come on. I'm going to keep going. No. No, unfortunately, it's already come on. We've already taken care of that engine replacement thing, so I'm good to go. But when I take a day off, and it's not as often as it should be, we need to relax. One of my fun things of day off is I go hang out at the Trojan Land. I get to go up to high school, and I sit around, and I listen to these stories, and in fact, Coach Trimble, one time I was sitting in his office, we were just talking, and uh, a college coach came in recruiting some of the kids. And uh, he said, well, Coach, what kind of defense are you guys running? And he says, oh, it's a – he mentioned something about cover two or cover three. He said, he said uh, Pastor Harold's been up here a long time. He said, Harold, just explain that to him. I said, well, you just did. Cover two, cover three. Sounds good. I didn't know what that meant. I have no. I still to this day don't have any idea what it means. But you can throw them out there like you like you really something. But resting, it's got to get away from your. It's really getting away from the routine, isn't it? Some people go fishing. I can't quite understand that one. I just can't wrap my mind around going and sitting on a bank, 
with water in front of you and a, and a pole with a line sticking out in the water and nothing happening. That just, that, that just doesn't grab my attention at all. And it takes so long to get to the water, and you've got to go through weeds and snakes. and all. No, there's no reason to do that. Ticks. Mosquitoes. No thanks. My idea of roughing is the Holiday Inn. I mean, come on, really. But we do need to slow down and take some rest. God gave us an interesting picture of that in Leviticus chapter 23. It's an interesting section of verses. It says, The Lord says to Moses, The tenth day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. Hold a sacred assembly and deny yourselves and present an offering made to the Lord by fire. Do not work on that day because it is the day of atonement when atonement is made for you before the Lord your God. Anyone who does not deny himself on that day must be cut off from his people. I will destroy from among his people anyone who does any work on that day. You shall not you shall do no work at all. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come, wherever you live. It's a Sabbath of rest for you, and you must deny yourselves from the evening of the ninth day of the month until the following evening you are to observe your Sabbath. So God is showing importance to that time of rest, that time of getting away. And He's telling His people, if you don't keep the Sabbath, I'm going to destroy you. Why? Because you don't keep the Sabbath, you get destroyed. Your life will waste away. You can work, 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 and still not get any further ahead than you did if you had taken a day and just rested. True? It's true. It is absolutely true. You can work. Jim Fix was, was the first guy to get, uh, he, he wrote books about running, long distance running, and just how you could run, 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 run for health, run for health. You know how Jim Fix died? A heart attack. Guy ran all the time. Kills over from a heart attack. Okay. Well, that, that sold me. I'm not going to run anymore. I'm just going to eat. Because if I'm going to die of a heart attack, I might as well die of something I enjoy. Amen. Oh, boy. Sabbath is about stopping, celebrating, rejoicing, remembering how good God is. And if we don't do that, then we're going to lose out. It's one of the best times to worship. It's just to relax and worship the Lord. And that's why Sabbath is important. It reminds us who God really is and that He's number one and deserves our worship because worshiping anything else can leave you empty. takes us to the second truth. Sabbath is about remembering our blessings. And then number two, Sabbath is about resting from work. Look at verses 9 and 10. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. So everybody's supposed to take a break. Because Sabbath is about resting from work. And the word Sabbath in Hebrew simply means intermission. Isn't that great? It means intermission. Take a break. That's what intermission is. You have a football game. You go two quarters and take an intermission. So the coaches can regroup and figure out how we're going to stop what they're doing out there. Our coaches decide who's going to play. And we get anybody out of the stands to come and dress out and play. Trimble accused me in Putnam City when I got knocked down of trying to get in the game. I said, oh, I'm going the wrong way to get in the game. But anyway, Jews celebrate the Sabbath from Friday evening to Saturday evening. Early Christians started worshiping on Sundays because that's when the Lord rose again. So that was the focus. They began to focus on the risen Lord, and that's why they began to meet on Sundays. I've had a lot of people argue the fact that, well, we ought to be meeting like the Jews did. No, we don't. We don't eat 
We've got to meet like the Christians did. Because we're Christians now. We're not Jews. We've been grafted into the family of God through Christ. Colossians 2 says, Therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are the shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. (coughs) The Old Testament Sabbath was the shadow of Jesus who was to come, who would be our ultimate rest. But the principle means and, and remains about God's people working six days and resting one. So God is serious about rest, if you hadn't noticed that. In fact, the children of Israel were not only to take seven days off, they were to take a year off every seven years. Thus, the Shemitah story that Jonathan Kahn has written. And we're in the seventh year of the Shemitah right now, from September of 15 to September of 16. And God wanted the people to rest the land, let the land recuperate for a whole year. A friend of mine, his uh, brother, young, younger brother, just got out of the Marines in four years. And he says, so what are you going to do with your life? He goes, oh, I'm going to take a year off. Now, this older brother just went ballistic. He said, you've been four years doing nothing. Doing and, and literally, this guy, he saw no combat, anything. He just he, he did drills, and then for about six, seven hours a day, they played Xbox. That's what they did for four years. Spent one year of that in uh, Japan in six-month stints, but they played Xbox a lot. That's all they seemed to do. And I thought, wow, that's not bad. But that's what they did. It's kind of like the coaches we have. They, they just sit up there and play Xbox. I mean, they've got all these computers. I guess that's what they're doing. No, I'm just teasing. Imagine telling your boss that you need a year off because God said so. Any of you going to do that tomorrow? I didn't think so. Yeah, some of you teenagers, yeah, I'm going to tell my teachers I ain't coming back for a year. Of course, you could be there and not be there. Okay, never mind. Here's why God is so serious about the Sabbath. It reminds us who we serve. It's a reminder of who we serve. God not only wanted people to rest, but during the Sabbath year, the children of Israel had to give land a rest. But look what God promised if they would do that in Leviticus 25. For six years sow your your fields and and seeds, (coughs) and for six years prune your vineyards and gather your crops. But in the seventh year, the Lord is to have a Sabbath of rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the grapes of your untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. And you may ask, what shall we eat in the seventh year if we do not plant or harvest our crops? I will send you a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. Wow. Do you trust God enough to let you take one day? Just to relax and rest. God was totally taking care of them so they could rest. But what did they do? They thought if God gives us enough for three years and six, then we can work the ground on year seven and get even more. Greed. That's the way we think. If I work an extra day, I work an extra job, I work three more jobs, I'll have much more money to spend. We can finally get that boat we want. And the debts continue to mount up. 
and pretty soon you're in the hospital because you're stressed or whatever. Jeremiah 25, Therefore the Lord Almighty says, Because you have not listened to my words, I will summon all the peoples of the north, and my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, declares the Lord, and I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all the surrounding nations. This whole country will become a desolate wasteland, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Jeff, let's make a shift to this. But why 70 years? Where did God get that number? Second Chronicles chapter 36. He carried into exile, the, uh, he carried into exile to Babylon the remnant who escaped from the sword, and they became servants to him and his sons until the kingdom of Persia came to power. The land enjoyed its Sabbath rests. All the time of its desolation it rested until the seventy years were completed in fulfillment of the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. You see, when we follow the things of God, good things happen. It's when we get things into our own control that we run into trouble. God said, rest. Rest the land a year. Don't mess with him. Do it. They had been in the land, they had been in the land for 490 years, and the land was owned 70 years, it was, excuse me, owed, not owned, owed 70 years of Sabbath. And so the point is that God takes the Sabbath seriously. He wants us to rest. Not only is it good for us physically, but it's good for us spiritually. How many times have you gone on a really good vacation trip and came back refreshed both physically and spiritually? (coughs) You just have it more together. That's what I loved about our cruise in June. Because once you're on the boat, phones don't work. Oh, they do if you want to pay a boatload of money. Why? If you can't go off the grid for seven days, there's something wrong with all of us. So it's fun. Just turn the phone off. Throw it in the ocean. You're doing an upgrade. No, don't throw it in the ocean. But turn it off. Turn it off. That's where all my games are. <laughs> turn them off. It'll be Okay. Because the more we work, the more we become slaves like the children of Israel were freed from. It's about remembering that our God has set us free from everything that could hold us back and keep us down. That's why we celebrate the Sabbath. So let's be practical. What should you do on the Sabbath? I'm going to keep it really simple. Here's what you should do on the Sabbath. Don't work. Don't work. Now, for some of you, that it'll drive you absolutely crazy that you can't work. Well, well, if, I, if I'm home, I've got these honeydew lists. I've got to get. I've got to get this stuff done. You haven't done it, so why do it now? So this week, I'm going to be in more trouble than I've ever been in my life because now you're going to go home and say, "Well, honey, I know you want me to do those honeydews, but the preacher said I got to take a day of rest, so I'm taking it off." Hey, if that's what it takes, then go ahead and do it. But if you've been neglectful, that's a whole different story. That's out of my handles. But maybe read a book. Go to a movie. Some, some decent movies out now. Go see one. Go to a park. Go fishing. I don't know why, but go fishing. 
Are we getting into hunting season? Is that about, is that coming on? Okay. I see my truck driver back there. Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Cleaning his gun in between songs. (laughs) Work is important, but it's a part of your life, but it shouldn't be all of your life. Like I said, on my. On my Sabbath day, I, I just hang out in Trojan land. I just love to listen to the stories. I love to listen to the, uh, to the young, young men. and It's just fun. It's just fun for me. It's one of my things. And I enjoy it. I'm trying desperately on my days that I take a Sabbath to not respond to phone stuff. And uh, I find it hard to do. But we've got to do better at it. If, if a number comes up on your phone that has no attachment with a name on it, just don't answer it. Just don't answer it. If they don't want to leave a voicemail, you don't need them anyway, right? That's right. I had one call and leave a three-minute voicemail for me. Three minutes is a long time for a voicemail. And all she wanted me to do was to come to a free lunch. Right? Everything's free, right? No thanks. Because it was at a buffet. Sorry. I can't do that anymore. Because I choose not to do it anymore. Takes us to the third truth. Sabbath is about remembering our blessings, about resting from work, and then thirdly, it's about reflecting our God. Verse 11, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that's in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. He worked six days. He rests the seventh. Do you think God needed to rest? No. He was showing us what it looked like. He was showing us how we would be more balanced in life. Instead, he wanted to show us that pattern to follow. Mark 2.27 says, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. God created the Sabbath for us to rest, reflect, and remember that life is about more than working. It's about creating a life worth living. It's been said that children want more from... All that children really want from you as a parent is four-letter word. is called time. It's all they want. Just some time. Dad, can we play catch? Isn't it great when you can lay down on the floor? I used to lay on the floor and wrestle with my boys. That was so much fun. Till Mark turned 10. And then he got up on top of the, of the uh, uh, sofa. And I was laying on the floor. And I was on my back. And I, he said, Dad. And I rolled over. And as I rolled over, he was in midair. And he landed in the middle of my chest. I didn't catch him in any way. I'm surprised I'm still with you today. But that alone right there convinced me that my wrestling days were over with those kids. But, you know, I miss those days when I could just roll on the floor and laugh. With so, so, you know, I love, I love my grandkids because I can do kind of the same thing with them. It's just fun. One of the fun things that Braden likes for me to do and Kelsey likes for me to do is to they they get I get their hands their feet in my hands and they're on their back on the floor and they push one, two, three, and then I shove them out there as far as I can, and they slide across the, the uh, laminate floor. Isn't that fun? 
And it is great. Kelsey now can push off with her legs. Braden hadn't quite finished, fixed that out yet, you know, figured out how to do that. But boy, she pushes and she'll go. But she's getting bigger and heavier and she don't slide like she used to. So we've had to come up with some alternative methods. But anyway, you know, the little Crisco on her back never hurt anybody. Works out great. <laughs> Clean the floor while she's at it. But remember that one of the chief practices of a Christian throughout the Bible, God tells his people to remember all these done. We take communion on Sunday, right up here on the table. This do in remembrance of me. Never forget the things that God's given you. Never forget the blessings that you've received. Because, you see, when we gather around the communion table, when we gather around the church house, we're doing it to remember what God did for us at the cross and in our life. When we give our tithes and offerings, we're, we're giving because of an attitude of gratitude for what He's done for us, right? That's all we give. And never, ever forget that God's greatest gift to us was Jesus on the cross. Jesus on the cross. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning and, and these that are here in my rambling way today. I, I just pray that somehow the message has gotten in that we need to rest. We need to take a moment every day, and especially every week. After we've worked six days, we need to take a moment to just relax, to get away from the normal routine and do something different. Go to the park, take a walk, sit on a patio, go sit out at Jones Riverside Airport and watch airplanes take off and land. Sit in a park and watch little kids play. How much fun they have just going down the slide. God, will we stop in a moment and just reflect one day a week on how important it is that you've saved us, that you've blessed us, and that we could never do this without you. Father, we pray a blessing on those that are here today. If there's someone here that needs to make a decision, would you move in their heart to do that in Jesus' name? Amen. Let's stand and sing. Great song.